one. Hey, happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. We're up to episode 82. Uh, I hope those of you that listened earlier this week when we had UTA head coach Clay Van Hook on enjoyed that one. Um, we had Zach Dillon, recruiting coordinator and hitting coach from Baylor on last week. Uh, so we're kind of going through our fall kind of coach series with recruiting talk and and just just college baseball talk in general and things like that. But today uh, we got a little special episode, a little little two episode week for us at Five Tool because uh, Drew and I both have gotten some eyes on the uh, the scout teams that are playing this fall, the the Blue Jays scout team and the Dodgers scout team. If you're unfamiliar with what those teams are, basically during the fall, professional scouts build a roster that goes and plays exhibition games against local junior college programs. So uh, it's a it's a fun thing to watch because you get to see some really talented junior college programs uh, face off against some of the best high school prospects in the state of Texas. So uh, we're going to run through some thoughts on on those teams uh, quickly here. Hopefully my daughter keeps sleeping through the Oh, Drew, it's uh, come on, Lucy. Uh, it's it's uh, my wife just went back to work, so it's we're kind of in that weird time period where the littlest one is not yet in uh, in daycare, so it's just kind of like things are like ah, try to get your thirty or forty five minutes where you can while she's sleeping and things like that. But how are you doing, Mister Thirty Seven Year Old? How much pumpkin bread did you have on your birthday? Well, as my son calls it, orange bread. Um, we, we had, we had some orange bread, um, and been, been kind of experimenting, you know, if anybody remembers from last fall, I'm kind of a sucker for product placement and kind of (laughs) several of the grocery stores in Rockwall have, um, figured out the pumpkin displays banned you from the pumpkin aisle. (laughs) Well, no, they, uh, they escort me right to it because, (laughs) They want to make money. Um, but yeah, no, I've we've tried multiple uh the pumpkin spice Oreos, I have to say, are oh okay. Yeah, are intriguing. Uh, quite good. There's a couple new pumpkin drinks at Starbucks. Um, so I got those. The other the other item I'm gonna recommend comes from Trader Joe's. I don't know if you've ever seen they have the little mini ice cream cones. Have you ever seen those? I haven't seen those. Oh, dude, they're they're amazing. They have okay. a bunch of different flavors, but this was the first time I've ever gotten to um, try the pump. There's a pumpkin. It sounds weird, but pumpkin ginger cone. Um, it does but weird. they're always sold out. They're always sold out. This is the first time I've ever. I stumbled. It had lunch with my mom on my birthday, and we went over to Trader Joe's, and they happened to be there, and so loaded it up. Yeah, and they're gone. Uh, I, think they <laughs> I was gonna come, say, did they even they last in, like two days? <laughs> uh, they come in packs of I think eight. So no, they it's gone. They're gone. <laughs> they're small. Well, good. They're I'm many, glad, I mean, many. That was a good birthday gift. Trader Joe's yeah. had the little cones there waiting on you. That's that's nice of Trader Joe's. A good. Yeah, I I appreciated it very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you got your pumpkin fixed, and we've gotten uh as we always do, um, gotten our baseball fix recently. So um, I'll let you lead off with Blue Jay scout team, because I think we're probably going to lead off with a couple of the similar guys that just have were really good when you were there and also were really good when I was there a week later. Yeah. Um, you know, this was, it's funny because, you know, I think for us, you know, we had just ranked last year jet number one. Um, and then we go out and watch him play a couple times in this, um, you know, scout series team put together by the Blue Jays, uh, Max Simler and some other local area scouts. And th- that just kind of solidified our yep. thoughts on him. And this can be a really good um, jumping off point uh, for the fall for some of these guys, as far as uh, really solidifying their prospect status, you know, yep. it's, close enough to the area code to where it's kind of on people's mind. And a lot of these guys want to go back and confirm what they think they've seen. Mm-hmm. And that's what jet did last year. Um, and I think, you know, Ethan Mendoza is going to be the guy that's done that so far this year yep. through two, through two outings. But uh, you know, this is actually funny. So I, I took really good notes as, you know, I, I felt like it I was proud of them as good of notes as I've taken in game all you know, last year. And 
made some notes, shot some tweets out the next day, and then come home from picking uh, our son up from school and one of our two dogs ate them. Oh no. <laughs> Literally ate the whole clipboard and the notes on them. Oh jeez. I mean it was amazing. I like we were looking around forever cuz we're like surely we can find a shred of this but no. So I don't have all of the specific uh, statistics and velocities and all that but I mean the guys that made an impression, made an impression. So yeah. Ethan Mendoza did that. Um, squares The guy just squares up pretty much everything. It's incredible. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, so, you know, he was hit a home run into the bullpen, hit one that was, if it had been about two feet to the right, would have been a second home run for, a, ended up being a long single. Um, but really made one really, really good kind of backhand sliding grab at second um, in the game. Uh, Braden Randall, uh, I think this was his first time seeing live pitching in a while. Um, so got, you know, he took a little, a little bit while to get the timing down, but by his last at bat, got some timing down and smoked the ball up the middle. Um, Kyle Bade threw well, um, you know, just competitive, just what yeah. he does. Throw yeah, he threw, he threw one of the last innings in the game I was at, and I could see why Oklahoma State jumped on him probably after right. he threw last week in that in that game because he's he's always thrown strikes. He's always competed extremely well. He's always really been able to pitch, but he looked a little bit bigger, like a little yeah. bit stronger, mm-hmm. and it's, it's showed in the velocity. I mean, he was up to 88 a couple of times. And that's the hardest I've seen him throw. So, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I see why Oklahoma State made that move quick. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, he's a guy that he he could fill a number of roles for you. Yep. Um, and quickly, too, just because of his competitiveness and strike-throwing abilities. Um, another lefty that we didn't get to see um, at all this summer, uh, Dane Burns, uh-huh. Mississippi State commit from Prosper. Um, the outing I saw, you could tell he was a little bit rusty. One of his, if not his first time out, one of his first times out uh back being back on the mound but you can see it there um you know good shape to some breaking balls yeah and he gets a lot of swings and misses yep um you know i think the stuff is probably not where it is right now is not where it's going to be uh just because he's working himself back and uh but even with the stuff where it is generating swings and misses is a is a very positive sign uh for him yeah he, um, he was a he was a fun look I, that was my first time to see him and He's up to 88. Um, like I said, the slider was – he yeah. had some bite. You know, one of those ones he could back foot to right-handed hitters, about 76 to 79 miles an hour. The changeup had some promise, threw it with conviction, threw it for strikes. Um, and I, I like – he's got some upside, you know, kind right. of a leaner, longer. You know, he's going to fill out some. I think he's going to throw harder. I think you could kind of see some things in the delivery that he could tap into as he continues to develop and things like that. Um, ex, ex, he's gonna be an exciting guy. I mean, God, prosper. I mean, it's just you know one of those programs up in your neck of the woods is just constantly loaded with guys. But he's, I think he's gonna have a big spring for those guys. No doubt. Um, you know, another guy we got to see Ben Tryon playing at his future home. Um, he had some good at bats. Uh, had an extra base hit later in the game. Um, last week. Um, you know, I think he's just a guy that, you know. Nothing flashy, but he's just yeah. a good baseball player. Yep. Um, knows what he's doing in the box. Really looks like he has a good idea. And like we've said all along, when when he continues to grow and fill out, I mean, you see him going into that program at DBU and just coming out a monster. You know, he he's a guy that um, that down the road you're going to be like, man, this this guy is. You know, you, you look up and he's put up monster numbers. I think yep. that's just kind of you know, it's it's not as loud as some of the other guys. Um, but at the end of the day, he gets the job done mm-hmm. and he's a steady player. You know what you're getting with him. And it's just he kind of, you know, he attacks everything from in a professional manner. And it's what you like about watching him play. Um, moving down, RJ Ruai um, was good. Uh, I I thought he really showed a good changeup. Yes, um, me too. You know, he he's athletic. Um, he moves well. Uh, you see some projection in the body. Um, it, it's and it's going to be interesting to see what he ends up doing at Baylor because right. because of that athleticism. Um, we know he can hit. We know he can pitch. 
Um, and it's just gonna, it's gonna be a decision for him at some point, you know, I yeah. think he, he's going to have a chance to do both in college. Yeah, um, I think so be, too. It'll it, just be interesting he's, he's to see a good where example, he lands. Like, like he was a good example for me. He looked so much fresher in like when I saw yeah. him, like yep. I saw him for Salina in the state tournament and you could tell he was on fumes and then those guys don't really have a break. I mean, he, I think he was one of the guys that they got eliminated and he showed up and played for the Tigers the next day in a, in a tournament. Um, and so those guys didn't really have a break and he just looked, the body looked fresher. He just looked stronger, more energetic. He was up to 89 um, mm-hmm. when I saw him, but like you said, the yeah. changeup really flashed for me. I, I really like the swing. I think he's going to hit, but yeah, he's going to be one of those guys. I think is going to go to Baylor and they're just going to okay, all right. The game's going to tell us what you're going to do for us. Maybe it's a guy from the left side, tweak the breaking ball, get the changeup we know is a standout pitch. Maybe it's a guy that just hits his way in, into a spot in the lineup pretty early on there, but a really talented and skilled player. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and then, you know, moving on to the next two guys on the roster, both, you know, just like Tryon playing at their future home at DBU. Um, and if these are the returns that these guys that are playing from DBU are going to get at their home ballpark, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, assuming assuming they show up on campus, yeah. Um, they're going to put up monster numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aiden Howard, I'm not sure if he's gotten out yet. I don't know what is, I know he hit a home run when you were there, but he hit a couple he didn't of get really out when hard I saw outs. Him. Yeah. He hit a couple really hard outs. So he was retired, but it was, it was not soft contact. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, budding superstar with Aiden. I mean, the guy just, you know, he gets better every time out, you know, it gets, we sound like a broken record talking about it, but he just keeps getting better and better. And if, man, if he starts tapping into that power, <laughs> like it's, it'll, it'll be, it'll be tough to, to tough seeing him land there. Cause there's going to be some, some, uh, some potential money involved there, but just, you know, I talk to the family, talk to the kid. You just, you just see him doing well, you know, just because of the support system he has in place, the way he goes about his business. Um, it's just, it, just an exciting player. And then Dylan Schlegel, I mean, that guy, he's another one that just hits. Uh, he gets yeah. on base, loud contact, uh, very everything he does does is explosive. Um, and you know, he he just the guy can hit. You know, we talk yeah. about him all the time. There are some guys that just have that ability to see it and square it up. And I, to me, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he he's he's just so like he's just so explosive, you know, like you watch yeah. him run, you watch his swing, you watch the way he he moves in the outfield. It's like everything's sudden, you know, it's, it kind of, he looks like a football player, the way he kind of flies around there uh, with that athleticism. But, you know, Aiden Howard, that homer he hit from the right side, like I've, I've seen him swing from the right side, but not a ton. Obviously a switch hitter, you're going to see him more from the left side. He's going to face more righties. I didn't realize how easy his swing was from the right side like it's it's really easy you know that yeah it was easy juice you know to to hammer that ball the way he did um yeah man it's like you said he's he's definitely a budding superstar for sure and uh um he likes hitting in that park but um if he keeps hitting like that we don't know if he's gonna end up um in that park he's he he and you know and going back to mendoza too who I just continue to be amazed at his ability to time everything and also put a barrel on everything. Like, you know, he hit one ball and he, he like sprayed a really decent breaking ball foul and was on it and just like drove it the other way. And the next pitch guy tries to come inside and beat him with a fastball and he gets the barrel to it and, and rips it. And like that, there aren't many guys his age and his level that can do that sort of thing. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Him. Every time I see him and Aiden Howard, I'm like, I got to figure out ways to move them up the list. <laughs> like, um, and they're going to be up there. Trust me. I I've, I I'm looking at the list right now. They're going to be high. We know they're already going to be top 10 guys. We wrote a little preview at five tool about just kind of looking forward to the rankings and things like that. They're going to be in the top 10 um and man they they're just they just keep constantly moving up the list but um yeah dbu just you know continues continues to really do an amazing job recruiting and uh yeah aiden howard and mendoza those were the two guys when i watched the scout team leaving i was like these guys just their arrow just keeps pointing up because every time you see them they hit 
And then they make defensive plays too. Aiden Howard ran down the ball in center field in the left center gap. That was really impressive. And, you know, Ethan continues to show some some really solid baseball athleticism with his hands and the way things work on the infield. Yeah. Well, talking about another guy that just seems to always make consistent hard contact, Aiden Smith. Um, Yes. Yes. I mean, the guy, he just hits and the way he plays the game is the way the game should be played. He runs hard out of the box. Oh, yeah. He gets extra bases because of it. He throws well. Um, He just, you know, he's a guy, too, that, you know, he's he he's got some tools, but he's Mm -hmm. already he's advanced as well so like i mean i think he's a guy that barrels a lot of stuff um you know good pitching too so i mean that's that's usually the thing is you know when when you see some of these really good hitters that are strong and physical you you know you have to kind of weigh you know what's the competition and yeah for these guys like they just keep doing it in big uh, or on big stages against good pitching and that's you know, that's usually the question mark for so many of these, but all these guys are starting to check that box of showing that they can do it against the really good pitching. And I mean, it's, it's, it's going to end up being a strong class, you know, one way or another. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Aiden Smith, like was the guy I wrote down. mm -hmm. He hit a couple balls that were just routine outs. Yeah. And he's just booking it down the line. I mean, yeah. he made a play. He had a ball at second base, and he almost beat it out just because he surprised the second baseman with running as hard as he did down the line. I mean, it's four threes routinely. I think he's going to get into the 4-2 range sooner than later. He might already have a 4-2 in my notes somewhere like yeah. that. But like you said, man, he plays the game the way, like, you want a guy to play the game, like, all around. Um, and, yeah, he, he keeps hitting. Hit. Mattingly, area code, scout team stuff. I mean, it's it just the bat doesn't take days off. Yeah, and uh, another guy <clears throat> that I hadn't had much, if any, exposure to, but the last two weeks has been pretty good out, is uh, Bryce McCain from Alito. Um, he has been really impressive. Um, you know, he's, he's a tough – you know, he's got a lot of movement on the ball, um, yep. kind of a sinker slider profile and man, like it's not straight, none of it's straight. Um, but you know, uh, coming off of a fresh off of a commitment to, uh, McLennan, Tyler yep. Johnson down there McLennan. I mean, he is, he's been impressive. I mean, yes. I, you know, especially, you know, it's, it's pretty rare that a, a guy at this age just kind of comes out of nowhere, but I, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I hadn't seen him and I hadn't, heard a ton about him either but man he's putting himself in, in in the mix with obviously to be selected by this team um says something right yeah and and he's gone out there and proved he definitely belongs in in, in this category with the stuff he's throwing and he just attacks attacks hitters throws yeah. it in there and gets a lot of outs so yeah he um, was my like you like i didn't really know much about him which is is rare um you know with how much we talk to people and how much we watch and read through the internet and everything else and um he was up to 91 uh a few times uh, earlier this week when i saw him and it's like really over the top with the fastball and it kind of has that natural life to it sometimes there's a little arm side run to it sometimes there's a little bit more downward sink but um, it's quick arm, it's athletic body and frame, and there's some projection there. And he threw the changeup for a strike. And you know, the breaking ball is is it's just kind of it's it's a different breaking ball in that it's like slower, bigger shaper, but kind of some sweep to it. But it's an uncomfortable look, especially for for right-handed hitters for sure. And um, yeah, I didn't really know much about him. I was really excited to see him, and I was like, Well, I can see why McClinton saw him throw and it was like yeah we gotta we gotta get this dude um you know it's it's they might have to they might have to fight to keep that one just because i i think the more that guy throws there's gonna be more people that really really like him i saw him in like after you know two batters i was like okay this is gonna be a guy i put into my little category of is this a 55 guy because it's it it was it was that good and it's one of those deliveries that he can do it all game. Like there's well, going to be strikes there. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's not like, there's not a ton of effort to it. Um, he, it's a starters, it's a starters 
um, type of type of delivery and, and stuff package. Well, he, he's not the same pitcher, but same team, same high school, Adrian Guzman from last year. Yeah. Um, elite, like I said, not the same pitcher by any means, but like kind of the same frame. Yeah. Um, you can see him adding some weight and they have a plus pitch. Yeah. Um, you know who but, he kind of reminds me of? He reminds me some of Tate Evans. Like it's not the change up, but like the frame, the way the delivery works, kind of the release, you know, the way the fastball shape, like I could see him just posting monster numbers this year for Alito. Well, I mean, like, I don't know how many players Alito has, but I feel like every time I look on Twitter, there's somebody new from Alito that pops yeah. up. So I, I'm curious to see what kind of team they have this year, because I know, I know that they have some good players. Uh-huh. And I mean, that gives you, I mean, you have, if he's not one of their two starters, I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be incredible. Yeah. But Transfer I mean, to Klein Collins. I'll get you in the rotation. Yeah, that's not no. <laughs> more of a DFW type guy win, winner. Um, but another guy talking about, you know, we didn't get to see him a ton this summer, but um, Carson Preep, uh, Texas Tech commit. I saw him last week and man, like that was, there's a lot more in the tank and he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see why Tech jumped on that commitment, but you know, he exciting guy um, got some really really bad swing misses in the outing that he had last week. Uh, but I was just really impressed with the, the weight, the Wakeland senior. Yeah. It, the curveball was better when I saw him this earlier this week than not, than it was in the Mattingly. I mean, it was a, it was a swing and miss pitch. He was up to 91 consistently, um, you know, for a guy, his size and his length, I've always thought he's moved well on the mound. Uh, it, it, there's yeah, there's a lot of, a lot that still could could come there that he could tap into and he's going to grow into his frame more and things like that. But to be, to be that tall and long and to still get on top of your breaking ball and spin it like that, he, he's, he's got a chance to, uh, to be one of those guys in the DFW area that, that really takes off during his senior year. No doubt. No doubt. Um, going back to the list, you know, a couple of guys that we've seen a lot, TJ Pompey did some nice things he had a double play that they turned that it was like, yeah, there it is. You know, it's, yeah. he, he, he's got the actions um, for sure. I mean, everything he does is looks pretty easy, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but really got that carry on his, on his throws from short um, exciting prospect. Uh, David Hefner uh, made some good solid contact. Um, you know, he obviously with his background looks like he has a plan and knows what he's doing in the box. Um, and then again, we talk about it a lot, but in these big events, um, or not necessarily big events, but events where you have some big name pitchers that have a lot of stuff and you may not have seen them a lot. Shout out to both the catchers, uh, Mac Rose, AJ DePaulo. Um, you know, the, the week I saw, I thought they handled it pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's not easy catching these guys that you don't know. And it's definitely not easy catching these guys that you don't know that have some of the stuff that these guys have. Yeah. Um, and I, I've thought that they've both received well um, in, in the, in the week that I saw them. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Zane Becker that, was there the game I was at 2024 catcher from flower mountains committed to Arkansas. And I thought he did a really good job back there holding his own, getting in the box and competing, putting the ball in play. Um, we're, we're, I think, I mean, we're both, Mac Rose fans, you know, I think that's yeah. well documented. Yeah. Um, true two way talent. I think he's going to hit in college. Um, I, we both like him on the mound, too. Um, but uh, DePaulo, like, I think this is the third time I've seen him. Uh-huh. He grows on me every time. Like, it's, yeah, he can catch, man. He can catch, he can throw, uh, he puts the ball in play hard, plays with great energy, gets down the line really well. That's you know he he's a really exciting guy in that twenty twenty four class. Um, well, I, I I think you used a good term with him, but energy. Um, yes, you know I he you know it's one of those things that you see some guys in the summer, and if they have energy, it sticks out in a good way. Um, but the more you go back and you just keep seeing them, and you know yeah. this, the more you see them, and you just realize that that's just how he plays. The energy's there, um, and that's. You know, that's something that you love, like, to have with your catcher. Yes. You know, a guy that is talking to your pitchers all the time, 
um, you know, good body language. I feel like, I mean, like yep. he's, he, you just always feel like he's upbeat in the game, ready to go. Um, so I, you know, I think he's always, he's, he always holds his own on these events. Um, and the tools are loud. The energy's there. Um, that's a good, it's a good combo to have for a future catcher in your yeah, program. That's, your that's the type of thing that can really rub off on a roster. Um, is it Caden Sorrell or Sorrell? Sir, I, I call him Sorrell. So, Caden, if you're listening and we're butchering it, I let us know. I think this is the this might be the first time I've seen him in person. I think. Yeah. yeah. I know you've seen him. Um, a bunch. Yeah. He wasn't there last week, but yeah. Wow. Like. Yeah. You can hit. <laughs> really athletic. Uh, I think he was four point two six down the line. He's got some bat speed from the left side. He tracked balls down well in the outfield. He's a dude, man. There tools production skill it's it's the total package for for an outfielder it's um i think that he's definitely in that tier when you go through the you know the aiden smiths and the dylan schlegels and you know he's he's right there as one of the best outfield prospects in the state of texas he's a really exciting player no doubt no doubt he i mean he can just hit i mean it's it it's funny because as loud as it is it it doesn't it's not in your face like some of these guys, uh-huh. but you you look up and at the end of the game, he I mean he fills up that box score. I saw him yeah. hit, I saw him get hit in the face last year, and oh, try to stay, try to stay in the game. I mean like he's a tough kid, um, you know he he hits good pitching, very athletic. Um, there's a lot to like there for sure, for yeah. sure. Just an, just another just another really good product that's come out of that Flower Mountain Marcus program as well. Yeah, it seems like every year they're just they've got major dudes all over the place. Um, yeah, my first time seeing Jared White, uh, yeah. South Lake Carroll right-handed pitcher. Uh, yeah. I think he was up to eighty-eight. Um, through strikes, curveball, changeup had the right type of visual look. I think the curveball can can tighten up, but I think he's a guy coming back from injury that I think is going to play a uh, should play a big part for South Lake Carroll. Um, looks like he's going to. He's going to throw a lot of strikes to those guys. Lane Allen, you know, uh, they were facing a uh, – Weatherford had a pitcher. Let me find his name here. I think it was Cam Diaz, right-handed pitcher. We might have some video on him online already. Really, the slider was a weapon, and nobody could really make contact with it. Lane Allen got in there, and he smoked one up the middle uh, on a slider that was kind of outer half. Um, there's, there's a lot to like from the hitting side from him. Um, just big physical guy. But like he he does a pretty good job of you know when he he's making hard contact it's the gaps it's up the middle he'll pull mistakes sometimes um it's it's a it's a swing that's got some bat speed and it can it can find the barrel and 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 really do a good job there he's an exciting hitting prospect he's probably gonna have a huge year for Geyer. yeah no doubt I mean it's funny you see you just continue to see the a lot of these programs that are always at the top just pump out guys yep. every year. I mean, it's funny when, you know, we'll talk about it more in the future, but putting together some of these academic teams that we've been doing, you're just, they all, they come from a lot of the same places. Like, yeah. you know, you can, you can hit a couple and, and it's the good programs too. You know, I mean, they just do things right across the board, have good mm-hmm. students that are good players that play in good organizations in the summer. And, you know, it's a good recipe for success for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Run through a couple other guys quick that I, I got some eyes on. Uh, let's see here. Jacob Golston, who I think recently just committed to Oklahoma. Yep. Uh, was up to 91 miles an hour. Uh, tall, you know, uh, you know, Skip likes those guys. that have got some, some height, some physicality, like they do good with those guys. And, and uh, he's a guy that's, that throws hard right now. He's going to continue to throw hard. Tanner Wiggins, the guy that we're very familiar with was his usual self, you know, fastball up to 92, Slider flashed, um, you know, Weatherford got a good look at a future Weatherford player. Um, yeah. I'm sure hitters didn't really enjoy that look, though. Gavin Jones threw two innings. Another, He's established himself as one of the best left-handed pitching prospects in, in the state. Uh, a lot of strikes, um, short slider that he threw for strikes. He showed some ability to move to the fastball to both the glove and the arm side with some execution there, showed the changeup. And uh, every time I see him, man, like he's – He's a strong guy. Like yeah. 
you know, but not like a physically mature, strong guy. Like right. he's just a, a strong kid that's still growing. And you can tell the strength in that lower half. He gets into it with his delivery uh, and it helps him kind of throw strikes. He's just one of those guys you watch him like, yeah, I bet he's going to throw strikes for five, six, seven innings uh, with multiple pitches. Um, Cooper Straw was up to 91 miles an hour. Uh, Brad Pruitt was also up to 91 miles an hour. Um, D Kennedy had some moments with the bats. It's a guy I think that I continue to think that he's going to hit. It's, it's a pretty swing, short, compact, it's quick. Um, and then, you know, Will Johnson, Prestonwood, uh, Prestonwood Christian Academy. I, I loved him in the summer and like, he just keeps growing on me even more. He's, he's athletic, he's skilled. He can play all over the place. He can run a little bit. Um, really, really, uh, you know, one of those kind of do it all types of prospects that, uh, I think it's going to have a good senior season. Um, yeah, no doubt. And then Weatherford wise, Jack Arthur, former Longhorn, hit an absolute bomb. <laughs> a, I was like, hit, that, I was like, that kind of looks familiar. And I'm going through the roster, and it's like, oh yeah, Jack Arthur. Um, he's, a, he's at Weatherford now. He had, he had a bomb. Um, Ryan Rodriguez, um, I think I wrote down 34. I hope that's right. Was up to 88 miles an hour. Change up 82. Um, you know, commanded the fastball, change up, fooled some guys, um, threw some quality innings there. I mentioned Cam Diaz as another guy, and then Robert Villanueva. Um, I'm probably butchering that. No, excuse me, wrong name. Uh, Matthew Ramu, I'm probably butchering that one too. From Houston, was up to 93 miles an hour. Um, physical guy, looked like he's a guy that's going to throw some quality innings um, for Weatherford, but. Uh, the Blue Jays scout team, man, they put it up an eight spot in the first inning of that game um, and kind of uh, established that they were going to cruise to victory in that one. I think they ended up scoring 18 runs. And unsurprisingly, we mentioned a lot of hitters uh, because that group is, has definitely got some hitters. No doubt. Well, what did you think? You know, I know you got to go down on Tuesday and see the, the Dodgers scout team. Yeah, we're, about we, that. Uh, we probably won't spend as much time on them because the uh, – they uh they got no hit. They got no hit by Sanjak. Um it was a uh the trip up to DBU was nice because it was the opposite of what I saw at, at U of H. It just you know, it, it's the fall, like it's it it doesn't count, but like the energy level was kind of blah both ways, and it's just kind of like uh and like guys got on base, but it was oftentimes because of walks. There weren't really much, you know, not a lot of balls in play. <clears throat> One of those types of games. And part of that was because of the pitching. Um, you know, Hayden Moore started for the Dodgers Scout team, was up to 92, but his curveball was was a weapon. A lot of swings and misses, a lot of confidence in it, kind of one of those power curveballs. You know, uh, shout out to U of H for having the track main data on the scoreboard. That was nice to Ooh, kind of get those nice. spin rates and velocity. And um, it helped, too, because they put the strike zone on there. So the uh, the, oh, you know, no. the players who were the Sanjack players who were umpiring and calling strikes out there could just sit oh, on no. the board and, and, and call strikes or balls. And some of the some of the hitters were like not like contesting it, but like we're like, no, that's not it. And then they just kind of look up to the board and like, yep, there it is. That's, hey, so they, did, strike, they didn't have umpires? Uh, they had, what I'm trying to think, I thought they had one at the beginning, but no, they might not have, um, no, they didn't. Hey, you had our guys, they had our guys that, that run the show out of Melissa for us, uh, Andy and Sam, who are both college umpires as well. Dude, they were, I love those guys. They they get after it. I mean, they just, I think Andy might've gone CG on the 14 inning game, the game that we were there, but. Yeah, he he's a grinder, man. Yeah, he, he, he gets after it. Yeah, I realize because now I realized about halfway through, I was on the first row behind home plate getting some video, and I kept moving left or right based on the hitters. You know, you try to get a, a little bit of a open look, you know, to kind of see the arm, you know, based on on what what uh what handedness the hitter is. And I realized about halfway through, it's like, oh, there's no umpire, so like I could just <laughs> kind of raise my phone up a little bit and didn't have to keep moving um back and forth um but Hayden Morris his stuff flashed curveball really flashed he showed a splitter in warm-ups that was that was intriguing too I think he threw one slider during his two innings um it's a four-pitch mix you know I, I think as he kind of grows into his body and throws more strikes to the fastball that's going to really help him um Diego Lazardo is a guy that I saw him at TSA Prospects All-Star Game um 
I really liked him then and saw him again down at U of H against San Jack. And he's, he's a dude, you know, he's up to 92 miles an hour can really spin the baseball um, can kind of manipulate too. You know, he throws a curveball in a slider. He went to the slider more often. This one's kind of got more sweep to it about, you know, up to about 78 miles an hour, but um, some of the spin rates were in the 2700s and um, it's just kind of got that tight late kind of sweep to it. Could spin the fastball. Um, you know, he throws a change up about 81 to 84 and he, he said he holds it like a circle change, but it, like the way he throws it, it kind of creates this like late split downward movement. Right. Um, and when he misses the strike zone, it's not by much. And he's usually missing to where he's trying to throw it uh, really good right. control command uh, profile, a guy that I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does uh, this upcoming season at Laporte, because he could put up some monster, monster numbers for them. Another guy who can really spin it's Hudson Hamilton. Uh, he's up to 93 miles an hour. Um, slider had a, you know, spin rate up to 2,600 at 82 miles an hour. Uh, can th- the changeup, he kind of tips it a little bit, but when he throws it like a fastball of conviction, he can throw it for strikes. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's going to throw a ton of strikes. I know he's a great competitor. Um, I, I think that's a really, really good get uh, for Texas. Um, Jacob Scholes was up to 89 miles an hour, change up at 82. Uh, the curveball to me is is the standout for him. Kind of one of those, it's got some depth to it, kind of that 12-6 shape. It's got some spin to it. Um, you know, he's, he's it's been good to see him on the mound because it's a guy that we didn't really see much in the summer. Um, but it was, you know, exciting to see him. He's going to have a big season, I think, uh, this high school season as well. Um, on the hitting side, not much to talk about, but the Dodgers guys, but Sam Myers, TCU commitment from Cy Woods. He hit, I mean, he put the ball in play really, really hard twice to by far, I think the best at bats on the team, um, track the ball well in the outfield moves well, uh, but he, he can hit. He can hit. He got on time to a good fastball. His first at bat hit a rocket right at the third baseman. Was all over a changeup later in the game from a righty and pulled a really, really hard grounder right at the first baseman. I like the way he swung the bat. Um, Niamaro Choa didn't have any hits. Obviously, the, nobody on the team had any hits, but I thought he took good at bats, really lengthy, competitive at bats, put the bat in motion. Um, was was not quite 100% on time, but like got to breaking balls, got to changeups, got to fastballs. There wasn't a lot of whiff um, in his profile there. Um, trying to think if I forgot anybody else. Connor Bennett, a guy that puts the ball in play every time I see him, Oak Ridge catcher, really, really quick transfer. It's not the strongest arm, but man, the, the, the speed at which he gets the ball out of the glove to throw down to second base. Um, that's, that's the reason why his pop times are, or routinely kind of in like the one nine range is he, he gets that ball to go quick and it's, it's coming out of the hands. Um, trying to think if I missed anybody else here from the arm side um, on the San Jack side, um, Jean Paul Ramos, who's a freshman from Puerto Rico. I tweeted some video out of him skinny, tall, very long right-handed pitcher. He, his fastball was, was a monster. It was only up to 93, but guys just did not see it well. I don't. I think it, part of it is because he's so long. There might be some extension there that's kind of creating some extra jump on hitters, but he was just blowing heaters by guys, um, even in fastball counts. Showed what I think a slider, but kind of had more of a cutter look to it that could be up, up to 87 in warm-ups and also a change-up for well. Um, he's going to be an intriguing guy that I think D1 programs are probably going to get some eyes on. Um, during the upcoming season, uh, Elijah Dukes Jr., a freshman from Florida, playing first base for them. He can hit, man. He, I think he hit four hole, maybe five hole, but he's just one of those guys when he steps in the box, the way he takes pitches, the way he puts the bat in motion, you can tell he can really, really hit. He took some really good swings, made some hard contact. I think there's some raw power in there as well. He's going to be a dude for those guys this year. Uh, Lex Garcia, six foot three right-handed pitcher from Lubbock Monterey, started for them. Was up to 92 miles an hour. Changeup really flashed. Four-pitch mix. I think he's going to throw strikes with with all four of those. Kind of a starter's outlook. I think from a recruiting perspective, probably not a like a D1 Friday night guy, but 
Saturday, Sunday, you could do a lot worse than than that type of that type of profile strike thrower that can spin it with multiple pitches. Uh, and then on the catching side, Jose Torres, I know that Sanjack is really, really excited about him, a Miami Christian guy. Man, he's he throws out a lot of runners, and I can see why. It's a strong arm, it's an accurate arm. Uh, another one of those guys that plays with great confident energy behind home plate. Um, you know, never looked like he was tired at all, ever. Just one of those guys that's in really good shape physically, swung the bat well as well. Um, he's going to be a guy that I think the D1 programs are going to keep some eyes on. And then also um, Gage Bohm, the young, the older brother of Garrett, uh, was up to 96 miles an hour in the final outing. Uh, I think he also throws a splitter too, showed a curveball. But it was funny, Gage and Garrett faced off against each other to end the game. And um, I guess Gage got the best of him because he got a ground out on a 95 mile an hour fastball, but Garrett hit it 94 miles an hour at the second baseman. So oh. kind of win, a win. Kind of win, a, win. Kind of a mini victory for a little bro there, putting the putting the heater in play uh with some juice coming off the bat there. And uh, uh I felt bad for Garrett. He was kind of hobbling around and I, I asked him after the game. And he had a blister that like opened up on his foot. Oh, um, so wow. and he was having to play left field because the Dodgers were down an outfielder because Kendall George is at Team USA still doing his thing um, out there. But uh, yeah, that was that was fun to watch. He's like, I think, both it, think it's pronounced really hyped for that. I think it's pronounced Bame. Bame, Bame. Yeah, leave it to me to uh, to not pronounce it um, the right way. But um, yeah, so I don't think I forgot. Um, anybody else but um yeah it was a uh was not a very energetic game it was definitely not a 14 inning game um but there was some quality pitching in there um u of h i mean pitching in his future home parts u of h has got to be fired up about lizardo and man their recruiting class continues to really really stand out guys like ochoa um luzardo alex solis um they've got some really really promising guys um in that recruiting class yeah, they're timing this uh, entry into the Big Twelve quite right. Yeah, quite yeah, right. yeah. So. They they definitely are because they're getting the type of talent that um, that can really compete in that league for sure, and um, really dipping into the high school ranks um, and getting and and getting some guys out of the Houston area. You know, yeah, that, that's a program that we all talk about Houston Rice, and you know, you don't have to go too far. You know, we had Clay Van Hook on, and it's like, hey, I don't have to really leave like this area to build a really good roster. Um, that can go compete. And that's that's true of Houston. That's true of DFW as well. No doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, another big event for us coming up this weekend, the Scouts Association Tournament. Um, I think we got about 20 teams, 20-ish teams. Um, just the hardest part about it is going to be figuring out which games to go to. Yeah. The the um, out the schedule. In. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, trying to – we were talking through on the phone, mapping out where we're going to be based on who's throwing where, who's pitching, looking for rosters. It's tough because there's so much talent and so many good teams that will be here this weekend. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, really, really big-time 2023 teams and then some also some really, really big-time 2024 teams. So an exciting event. Really thrilled to be partnering with, with um, Texas Scouts Association to help kind of put that on and, you know, give scouts some some looks obviously they're going to be keyed in on those 2023 guys and and learning more about them through the fall as they they prep for you know what they're going to do with spring coverage and things like that but a loaded loaded event um yeah like you said the hardest part for us will be figuring out okay i'm i'm gonna go here and here i'm just gonna have to be okay with not being able to see you know this team all the time or whatever it is, but yeah, it kind of spread out through multiple places in, in, um, in DFW, you know, DBU, TCU, um, Weatherford railroaders, um, kind of all over the various places there, but uh, really exciting event. And uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it for sure. But um, all right, before we get out of here, football prediction. Well, I haven't looked what, at the line. Do what what do you think the line is? Um, I don't know, to be honest, it, it's been moving around with the quarterback news. Yeah. Um, but you know, this, like we talked about the other day, this will be, this will be a real barometer of program health. Um, just to see how you attack this game, you know, everybody can get up for Alabama, you know, right. we, we know that. And that's, you know, if you can't, you don't need to be playing the sport. Um, uh, but you know, 
UTA, UTSA is a good program. Uh, trailer will have them ready to go. Um, you know, you see, we'll see how, you know, this is a team on paper you should beat. You know, the, the quarterback situation makes it a little bit more difficult depending upon where that lands tomorrow, but um, it should be interesting. Um, not a, Yeah, line you know, is 12 and a half. That's pretty big for right, not I mean, really knowing what the quarterback situation is going to be. Now, it, if things are right, you know, if the program's actually heading in the right direction, they'll cover. So I'm going to say – I'm going to say 30, <clears throat> 34, 17. Okay. I'm at 30, 20. Okay. Just Let's because I, I, I don't, I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. And also too, like, I don't know what this program looks like after that type of physical mental effort that that they poured out there against Alabama yeah um, I hope it's a great response but I know UTSA yeah. is going to come down there fired up to to did you see did you see their did you see their uniform little reveal? I haven't watched it I saw the tweet and I just kind of like uh-oh um I know it was very po- it was very popular with the Texas players so yeah no um, that's if I- if uh if if they didn't have their full attention they certainly do now for sure well, you know, I think, you know, I imagine they're going to show it to the team. If I, I, most of them have already seen it, realistically by now, um, and ter- I mean, it sounds like UTSA does this for just about all their games, right? So yeah, their uniform, but but yeah. they don't. The players don't have to know that. They don't, have right? To know that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, another big game, probably the biggest game uh, on the on the uh, docket is going to be A and M Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm interested to see how that one plays out because obviously things didn't look great in College Station last weekend, yeah. um but you know they'll have a chance to get back on track starting Max Max Johnson and yeah My, you know, Miami's they, Miami's gonna win that game really they're gonna go in there and win okay they, they have, have more a, faith they have they a have more big faith advantage in the quarterback position that yeah but. You know, I think you have more faith in Cristobal than I do as an in-game coach. We know he can recruit. Yeah, I just don't – I don't like – that quarterback situation at A&M, I don't – it's ugly. It's yeah. ugly. Did you see the Haynes King stat about, like, dropbacks? Uh, like, how yeah. little he was pressured and how poor that the results were? I Yeah, I – I did. Cause I did. Miami's gonna Miami's D line talent. They're well, a and get some people back from injury though. True. So I, Miami's gonna be without the best receiver, but yeah. So I don't I don't know I don't I don't have a really great feel either way on that one. But moving to the NFL, um, did you watch our guy Herbert last night? Did you see the end of that game? I didn't. I did not see the end of it. I was oh reading about gosh. it. I didn't so, see the end of it. So it was painful. Like he got crushed, came out of the game, came back in, clearly wasn't right. You know, he, he on a third and one, he had he had a lane to scramble. I mean, he could have picked up 10 yards easily. Mm-hmm. And like he was in so much pain, he just like half threw it away. I mean, oh, I mean, there good. was nobody in front of him. It was like it had to have hurt so bad that he couldn't really even like see straight. Yeah. And then they get so they go to fourth and one. And he rips probably the best throw of the night down the down the seam. I mean, it, it was it was as good a throw as you'll see in the NFL this year. And it was like, wh- where did that? I mean, he literally one play ago couldn't even like, you know, ball forward for a yeah. yard. And then this one, he just throws a, one of the best. Pa- I mean, he's tough. I mean, there's there's no other way to describe it. Um, but Kansas City pulled it out and. You know, I think both of both of our teams are playing, you know, for for you, um, you know, a couple of years ago, this Steelers Patriots matchup would have been, you know, the primetime game. Now it's just kind of feels like a middle of the pack. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be a slugfest, but I just don't Take, think bet the under. Yeah, yeah. it used to be, be years ago. It used to be I'd, I'd be terrified because the Steelers under Tomlin they always played defense in a certain way 
and they were so hard-headed about it that Gronk always just shredded them. Mm-hmm. He was always like in these one-on-one matchups in stupid times where they play zone like they just shredded them. And it was like clockwork every single time. So at least I don't have that to um I would say look forward to, but at least I don't have that on the horizon for this matchup. But yeah, like you said, this typically this would have been like a Sunday night game. And now it's just like a uh what's up with Mac Jones? Uh no TJ Watt, like what's going on with the Steelers offense? This is probably gonna be an ugly 20 to 17 kind yeah. of game. Oh yeah, no doubt. And then you know what what a couple of weeks ago would have seemed like a big time uh matchup between the Bengals and the Cowboys. I mean, it's lost some luster with Dak being hurt. Yeah. Burrow throwing four picks last week. You T- know, T- mean, I, being, I, I think he's out, I think. Yeah, I need to check that to uh adjust some fantasy rosters if so. But um yeah. So what one in four of my five fantasy leagues last week. Nice. I'm three and Pretty and, I'm off to a good start in in uh in catches league that I play in, which is the the big one. I had Mike Williams rocking out there. Um he had a he had a big night, you know, with Keenan Allen sideline. So yeah, feeling pretty good. The only guy, the only guy I own on all three teams, and I made a point of this that I wanted to draft him in every single team, assuming I wasn't like picking first and then he just wouldn't like be available when coming back, was Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And he's fingers crossed he start. stays healthy, but he 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 looks like all those reports from training camp said he looked so. Pretty excited about that. I've got Herbert in three of my five leagues, so I need him to be okay. I need him to be okay. I Um, I was rolling with the Lamar Jackson, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts kind of sweet spot in that, like the fifth, sixth round or something like that. So um, I think both those guys are going to have big years. But all right, that wraps us up. Episode 82. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Notes on both the Dodgers scout team and the Blue Jays scout team and also some tidbits thrown in there on Weatherford College and San Jacinto College as well. Really looking forward to our event this weekend, partnering with the Texas Scouts Association to put on a big fall event, and we'll have full coverage of that, obviously online with our five-tool video coverage um, on all the Twitter platforms, Instagram as well. Make sure you're following Five-Tool Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. I'm sure coming back next week, we'll have thoughts on the big weekend event um, and kind of looking ahead to uh, the Arizona Fall Classic, which we'll both be out going to, and also some more scout team action as well. So uh, it's the fall, but a lot of baseball going on, a lot of football going on. It's a really, really exciting time of the year. Uh, it's fitting that both our birthdays are kind of in this range. You just had yours. Mine is upcoming in October because uh, this is this is our time of the year, baseball, football, everything going on there. So um, until we talk to you all next time, have a good weekend. Take care.